today but before we jump into our topics wanted to bring up something that came up in our text thread that Andy pulled from my brain he knew I was gonna bring this up and then he texted something to the thread about the ends of loaf's bread and I don't know this is a great question so I was gonna bring up I don't know why I realized this last week I was making a sandwich but I was going to ask you guys if if everyone else keeps the end pieces in the loaf entirely as they go through the loaf until it comes to the end and there's only those two pieces of bread left and then ultimately I just throw them away unless in desperate need. Does anyone <laughs> else do that? I do yeah. and I don't until you just said that I don't know why I do that. Right? Because they do I don't end up either. in the garbage. I don't even care if I'm desperate. I will not eat the butt of a loaf. <laughs> By, yeah. by the time I, I get to the, the end, last time that I have. by the time I get to the end, I always have another loaf purchased already, right, and ready to mm-hmm. go. So it's right. like it's never even in question. But I don't know why I keep it there. Like I don't know why I don't just open the bread, toss the top piece, and then just go through the loaf. Yeah, so I agree. I, I don't know. The only way I'll skip the top piece is if it's not suitable to make a sandwich with like smashed or something. So like you that. open a loaf of bread and your first sandwich is a butt and a regular slice? I dig right into it. Damn. Wow, I start wild. from the very beginning. And it, and if I use someone else's bread and it's like halfway down like we have work bread that everyone uses, you know. And if that's like halfway down the loaf, I still start with the top piece. And I know probably 10 people have touched it. But guess what? <laughs> it's my fucking piece. <laughs> <laughs> I eat that shit. That's impressive. That's a little bit rebellious, in I, my opinion. I just don't I think enjoy you're it. You're on the minority there. You don't? I don't. I don't no, enjoy it either. It's too it's dry. It's got more nutrients. You I, can co- counteract I, I that mean, with mayo. Sure. Everything that has more. Everything that has more nutrients. That it tastes better. Tastes like shit. Okay. Oh, everything God. that has more nutrients. That is the less nutrients it has, the better it's going to taste. This is really good for you. Oh, good. It tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not an end of the bread guy. I didn't know. I didn't know I was sitting next to one. I'm a little bit scared now. <laughs> what I say in the in the group text? Hashtag I eat ass, dude. I eat the butts. I don't that, care. That was a great hashtag, by the way. <laughs> that is true. Um, but Andy, what what was it exactly that you brought up? I, I'll, I'll leave the floor to you. <laughs> um. So I was making a sandwich, and obviously I got to the end of my loaf which i had another one on deck um so it immediately made me think of the seinfeld episode where the bakery makes muffins but they chop off the top of them and they just sell the top of the muffins and the place is called top of the muffin to you 
<laughs> and they they toss all the muffin stumps into a garbage bag and they go to donate them to the homeless but the homeless don't want them because they don't like the stumps of the muffins either so it made me think like of all because i'd say sean is in the vast minority here where yes. he embraces the the end of a loaf of bread why not like if you're a bread company just slice that off and then put it to some sort of other use whether it's breadcrumbs or donating it or anything like that because i so much of that has to go to waste where like sometimes it's a really thin slice and then you don't feel as bad tossing that in the garbage (laughs) but like i just feel like there's some sort of profit to be made with the ends of loaves of bread i definitely want to put this to a poll to see how many people that we know out there are eating the ends of bread. That is a good yeah, question. We definitely need a vote on that for sure. We and then we can invite you all to uh-huh. one place on one night, and none of the non-eating people will show up, and we'll bomb the place and get rid of all the <laughs> I mean, we're at 25% right now, but I think that's even way high. Super high. Okay, so I do like the idea of reusing it for, like, Maybe you could like make bread bowls out of them, or make croutons, or you know, a lot croutons, of other. That's what crumbs. I mean. I just that's a good idea. I, I feel like they're like regular loaves of bread that go out to people. Okay, there's just so much that's wasted. Maybe I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna start taking the ends out, drying the bread out, making my own croutons. I was just gonna say talking. it starts in your own kitchen, boys. Put a little butter and some garlic powder on there or something Ooh, and oh, I like dry that. it out into a crouton hit them with All a little right. parsley finish hell yeah Ooh, ooh. ooh. okay so sean good. noticed this when we started out i've got this this isn't an ad either no this is not but what i've got this check. i believe sean said what the fuck is that bro and looked at you cross-eyed <laughs> i was i was this. intrigued and i, I found I this at the one. store the other, other day starbucks nitro cold brew flavor okay this is i haven't had this flavor yet actually it's vanilla sweet cream the other one i had was dark caramel but just okay this is infused with nitrogen just listen when you open this it didn't sound as cool when i did it the other day it was like so what does being infused with nitrogen do i don't know but this is like what i imagine stronger this is what i imagine drinking crack would be like because i drink this and i am like Woo! I, pl- I drank this before I played Call of Duty the other day, and I was like, beaming people, dude. So they have they have nitro cold brews at Starbucks, and the first time I ever ordered one, um, I asked for a venti, because I usually get a venti whenever I get a coffee or anything like that. And they were like, oh, no, we don't have ventis. I was like, did you run out of cups? Or, like, I didn't understand. So I was like, uh, so I still wanted a venti. So I, I like went and asked, I was like, can I get a venti something else? They're like, yeah, we just don't do nitro cold brews in ventis because they're so strong. We don't like recommend that amount of caffeine to people. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, wow. So they just don't give those to people. (laughs) So crazy. Sean's cousin, Nate Klinger. This is why. He used to work at Starbucks. Him and Adam both worked at Starbucks for a while. And then he worked with us at Bose. And he would go to Starbucks. There was one right, literally right across from us there. He would go get a quad campana is what it was called. It's four shots of espresso and whipped cream. 
God. And he would get that yeah. twice a day. Two times. Dude. He would have eight <laughs> shots of espresso every day with whipped cream. What does I'm, that mean? Dude, it means that his heart is pumping like 400 miles an hour so, for like six hours a day. Minimum. Espresso <laughs> is Christ. like, it's a different kind of coffee bean, but it's basically compacted caffeine. It's a stronger caffeine content. It's like, yeah, it's like a stronger so, concentrate. It's like so a shot. One, one cup of coffee is usually equal to like one, it's almost like a shot glass full yeah, of espresso. Right. They, they put like shots Holy of espresso God. in drinks to give it more caffeine. Right. Dude, so he's, he's borderline, no, not borderline, he's beyond the recommended amount of caffeine you should be having a this day. Is, this is what I was going to say. In a day with his first drink. Yeah. So he has he a quad campana. He gets that on his own, and then he waits for the next. He waited for the next shift to get in because they'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna go to Starbucks," and he'd be like, "Cool, get me a quad campana." He'd get oh, two of them. They wouldn't give him. They wouldn't give they him wouldn't, another yeah, one. Exactly. Oh, right. he, they wouldn't serve him two from the same place. <laughs> so he would get two, obviously. <laughs> like, dude, he had was, a lot of energy. He definitely had a lot of energy, but that's insane. Yeah, so that is wild. Crazy stuff. Just eight shots of espresso. That's like, a, Dude, like I get, having a small coffee full of espresso. Yeah. <laughs> I get an extra shot in my that drinks like only only if I have like reward points built up. Like I'll never pay for an extra shot or anything like that. And when I do get an extra shot, I am wired for the oh, entire right. day. And that's the, like a venti up. is I think two shots of espresso, so it adds a third. Okay. Um but, like, I can't even imagine having anything more than that. And, like, on a regular basis to do that as well is insane to me. It's ridiculous. In, in, in dire situations. Does he situations, not sleep? Does he know that <clears throat> sleeping is a thing? He, I mean, he had kids and stuff, so I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, been there. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to look down on you for wanting to be jacked up throughout the day when you have kids and stuff. But Gosh, that's in crazy. dire situations, I, I usually get a medium or a large coffee. Depends on how I feel. Sometimes I do a red eye, which is coffee with a shot of espresso. That's a and I am jacked if I do that. So that's mm-hmm. a dire situation. But I could not if I drank one quad campana. I don't know. I would have to burn the whole mall down or something. Like, <laughs> dude, because I remember <laughs> he told me that, and then after he told me that, I got an extra shot of espresso in the next coffee that I got, and I was like, "All right, I don't even like this. <laughs> yeah, like, dude. How could you have four of those?" So times you two. Guys, <sighs> you guys crash then, like after you have a concoction like that. Is the is it a gradual? I, I don't. I'm just beaming like, until I sleep. Usually, yeah. caffeine hits me different. I feel like than most people, probably because I'm smaller. But it just caffeine gets me going, and I don't really crash until I, and then I just sleep at like two a.m. <laughs> sudden crash. So that's with whipped cream. It's not like throughout. Like it's the just day. espresso and whipped cream. Yeah. <laughs> that's right? during during the holiday holidays. He would get I think it was like a gingerbread quad campana. So if you're oh, change well, it some flavor, right? Like yeah. So four does, shots of espresso and then just straight sugar. On top. Does espresso not taste good by itself? It's it's bitter. I mean, you can definitely have like a people drink, yeah, cups of espresso, but it's it's generally more bitter than coffee is. Most okay. people get it with like cream, a little mm-hmm. sugar, and some lemon or something like that. That's yeah. like the it's like the high the, quality, the classy way. way to yeah, drink espresso. Exactly. It's like when you get classy it, you get as shit, espresso. dude. Classy <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the topics. I wanted to start. Yesterday was the 12-year anniversary of The Dark Knight releasing in the theaters. 
Wow, I didn't one know of that. Probably my favorite movie of all time. If I had to, if I had to, you know, name it, I would probably go The Dark Knight. But still, to this day, I think the best superhero movie of all time. I, I barely even consider it a superhero movie. It's like a, it's just a good ass movie. So good. And so I just wanted to kind of touch on it, talk about what some of our favorite scenes are, and just why it resonates so well still 12 years later. I saw that movie at midnight on opening night and then went same. back the next day to see it again. <laughs> yeah, same. That's um, how fucking good it is. It was like the scene know, 14 hours later. Night, the scene opening night was insane, That too. opening yeah. scene is still... I like, mean, just the sheer amount of... I remember we went to, we went to um, the one at, at Yorktown. And it was just a free-for-all. They had it playing on all the theaters, and it was just find a seat, good luck. Really? Yes. <laughs> it cow. was insane. We oh, went wait, through you, like you weren't even a, you weren't even assigned a theater. No, I don't think dude. it was a thing back. Oh, dude. not even a theater. No, oh, wow. it was insane. <laughs> Everyone was just going through trying to find the best seats. We were there with like fourteen people. Yeah. We split up into twos. And all ended up across like six or seven different theaters. Damn. And it wasn't, it's not, it was smaller than it, than it is now, too. You have to right. remember, it was only like four or five theaters. Eh, it was like four or five theaters, maybe six, but it wasn't like that huge addition they had and, you know, the addition to the right. It was like, yeah. a, just get in there and got ourselves. Wait, you, were at, you were at Yorktown or York? At Yorktown. Okay. Got ourselves like a solid lower middle, middle seat. Right. And, uh, Wait, same thing. How, how, <laughs> How low? Not like ground floor low. No, it was like first or second row. That's, that's up. acceptable. That's it was. Acceptable. It wasn't. It wasn't ideal. I did see it twice again that week, so I got better seats the second and third time. But I think I saw it in theaters eight times. I saw Damn. it six times. Yeah, it was just. I think I saw it three. It was, which so is probably good. the most I've seen going. a movie in theaters before. Yeah, same here. I don't. It was just like I would talk to people, and they'd be like, "I haven't seen it yet," and they'd be like, "Oh, I I gotta see it." I'm like, "Let's go. Let's go see it. I'll go see it with you," and we'd go see it. It's like by the fifth and sixth time, I was just looking at their face and just witnessing their (laughs) right. (laughs) Yeah, right. Not even watching the movie anymore. Right, just witnessing the majesty of the first time. I can't substantiate this, but my dad might be able to. When I say that um, it's the most I've ever seen a movie in theaters. I'm fairly certain when I was like three or four years old, I saw Aladdin like 12 times in theaters. <laughs> so I, I don't have any hard backup, but I remember going to the movie theater to see Aladdin many, many, many times. Judy's like, how do we shut this kid right. up? And Bob's like, let's just take him to see Aladdin again. Right. Just take him in the middle of the day, just yell at the projectionist, run right, it back. Exactly. <laughs> Dad just slips him a Sean, fifty and can you keep it running. Do that through the walkie-talkie on the shoulder. Run back to Aladdin. Pepper in Aladdin. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I didn't mean to derail that conversation. Okay, so I'm so glad that just happened. I that reminds me of something else I wanted to bring up. I was driving home the other day listening to the radio and a commercial for one of these radio.com like audio drama podcasts came on and it was called blockbuster and it's all based around james cameron's career 
serious. I want to cut together tape of you doing shoulder mic stuff and send it into them and see if they're looking for anyone to do a James Cameron shoulder mic. <laughs> so now that it came up here, I'm, I'm gonna, it's, it's been spoken on the pod. I have to remember to do that. I think there was even a scene where like they made the mic click sound, but that was it. And I was like, oh, pff. They're looking for someone. There's the casting call right there. I noticed they had a. I noticed you had a mic click, but no follow up in your in your preview. We've got him. (laughs) We found him. That's amazing. All right, back to the Dark Knight. (laughs) My bad. Okay. No, no, you're good. You're good. Sean, you mentioned the opening scene, the bank robbery scene, which is obviously iconic. Most of the iconic scenes involve the Joker, just because it was. He had such an awesome performance. So um, good. The one that I remember from the movie theater that had like one of those um, kind of opening night vibe things where people cheer, like openly cheered in the theater was when um, the two two parts where the bat the Batmobile switches to the motorcycle. Yeah, good call. And then he s- swerves out, and then the second piece of when he does that. He rides up on the motorcycle up the wall and just pivots and turns down like yeah. right away. Those two moments I remember specifically had like the fans in the audience cheering. Dude, that was such when that motor when the motorcycle blew out of the Batmobile. That was like mind blowing. Like yeah. everyone was like, "Shit!" Yeah, that was. You're totally right. Yeah, and then um, the first time is so beautiful when he when he flips the semi truck. That yeah, part oh, was pretty God. sweet too. Just that whole scene in, in Lower Whacker there. Uh, when he's shooting the rocket launcher, um, yeah. Jim Gordon not being dead. Yep. Was... Yeah, that was epic, dude. There's just such a good movie. Had, I... had to wipe away a few tears here, and then when he goes home to see his wife and kids, slap hug. Yeah, yep. solid, lovely combo. Super emotional <laughs> scene. Hit, hit heavy. There's a minute detail in the truck flip scene. When the when the truck is about to flip and the Joker's looking around and he's seeing the wiring tighten and he knows what's about to go down, he purposely jumps up and puts his back to the roof so that he doesn't, you know, snap his neck or get, like, totally wasted in that. And uh, it's, like, a minute detail, but that's why he can walk out of it and he's, like, decently okay instead of, like, being destroyed from having a truck flipped over with him inside, unseatbelted. Hmm. So, pretty I sweet. Another I'm Christopher gonna, Nolan detail. I'm going to watch that again just yeah. so I can... You see, you'll see the Joker jumps up before the truck flips. It's pretty sweet. So what I'm hearing is the Dark Knight Inception man tenant, then tenant. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing in this conversation. Full I'm, Batman trilogy, dude. Yeah, Inception. full trill. I'm down. Tenet. Full trill and new. Full trill. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Just Christopher Nolan, boner day. God, he's so he's, awesome. he's like a strictly summer blockbuster movie time because I just saw the other day. Um, Inception was released like right around now. I saw it in a Facebook memory because yeah, I went to the midnight showing of that. Like, yeah, just like a couple a days ago. ago, I think. Tenet yeah. was supposed to be released basically on the ten year anniversary mm-hmm. of Inception. Yeah, yeah, which is why there was all that speculation stuff going on. Been pushed back. So we can't talk about the Dark Knight though without without revisiting <laughs> Sean's glaring omission to facts when. <laughs> Having seen it six times, having seen it like at that point when it was admitted like a hundred times, yeah, I'd seen that movie that he didn't realize that the Joker 
gave Batman the switched addresses when he sent Harvey Dent or sent them to Harvey Dent. And he posted on Facebook, like, no shame. That that was the best part about it. I'm not going to hide it. You just, like, open. I, I respect no, you that. Shouldn't. You, you should have. You should have, but I respect it. You should have, but I respected it that you just came out because then everyone was like, dude. Pretty much everyone was, like, right away was like, bro, come on, dude. What are you doing? Oh, I love that story. Okay, but um, in that token, like, that's one of my favorite parts about The Dark Knight is that kind of, like, the overlapping storyline between the Joker and then, like, Harvey Dent trying to do so good only to get broken at the end and turn to the other side. Like, um, Aaron Eckhart was so good in that role, and I know, like, everything's overshadowed by Heath Ledger because he had such an amazing performance, but... um, I mean, Christopher Nolan just did such a good job keeping you sucked in with every storyline that was in her. And even replacing um, what Katie Holmes with with Mm -hmm. Maggie Gyllenhaal was like a really good choice. She was much better in the role than previously. So I just love that movie so much. Here's another minute detail. Christopher Nolan, baller. When when the Joker's in the hospital breaking Harvey Dent after he has his face on fire... Uh, he does the coin flip. He's like, I'm going to flip the coin, you know, and if it's heads, I kill you, and if it's tails, I don't. And the Joker's like, you know, this is good. He says, do I seem like a guy with a plan and all that? So when he puts the gun to his head, he cocks it for Harvey Dent, and he holds the hammer down. So if Harvey Dent flipped heads and pulled the trigger, the gun wouldn't have gone off, so Joker would have still lived. But it was tails anyway, so he made it seem like he was in control of the situation, but Joker was actually fully in control of the situation the whole time. Because he has a plan. Badass. I just gotta that's, rewatch this movie. Today. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, stuff I really right want to watch it now. I, I I was just thinking the same thing. I got stuff going on, but I I'm definitely thinking of watching it later. We just, unless we're unless we're playing Call of Duty, but probably just watch the Dark Knights <laughs> or both. I don't know. I'll or figure both. it out. I'll have to squeeze a lot of stuff in today. Maybe that's what Sundays are for, dude. Man, such a good movie. That movie is amazing. Yeah, All right. it really is. So, <clears throat> the big news of this week in sports, I mean, sports are coming back next week. Coming we're gonna back. Have Cubs and Sox are playing a scrimmage game today, or exhibition game, whatever you call it. Hell yeah. So, we got baseball coming real soon. Luis Robert crushing Hitting home runs bombs. right now. Fucking Dingers. bombing homers off his own teammates. Can't wait to yeah. see him do it off other, other people. That's great. <clears throat> so, a lot of stuff to be excited about. But, <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes... Signed a ten-year extension with the Chiefs at like five hundred and three million or something around yeah. there. It's like fifty million a year average, and they lock him up for the next ten years plus twelve so years. Twelve total. years total, yeah. So chance for multiple Super Bowls, probably. Yeah, you could say that. Although, according to Madden, they're only in 80, 82. Yeah, the Madden rate. The Madden ratings. Are we'll talk about that later. Okay, that's so, a. If, might just that's, right if that's me, I don't know if I signed that deal for that long. Because the way you are as a player, I mean, he's the. I mean, I understand football is different because injuries and the contracts aren't guaranteed, but he's a superstar. So in five years, he could probably get worth, he could probably get more money on that contract than he did right now. That being said, someone offers you job security for 10 years at $500 million when it's all said and done. Probably pretty pretty hard to pass up. The there's a lot of people that talk about and 
there's sports writers that kind of make fun of these people and it's salary cap like truthers Mm -hmm. and it's people that keep on pushing for these superstars to be tied to the salary cap number so not an annual salary but an annual percentage of the salary cap because that is going to continue to rise and rise and rise so in five years if another superstar comes around and he gets a contract it's going to be more than mahomes so right now mahomes is the highest paid player in the league Right, But probably in five years, because the salary cap is going to keep on going and going and going, as long as another big-time QB comes around, and he doesn't even have to be as good as Mahomes, it's just and proven to be, be... Yeah, exactly. It's just proven to be what the NFL has become. It's just what happens. Right. Yeah, Miles Garrett just got bigger money than Khalil yeah. Mack because he's younger. Yep. yep. Right. So That's, there's a lot of people that have been pushing for players and agents to tie their contracts to the salary cap that's um, interesting that's smart yeah I've not heard about that but I'm i don't sure think owners would push against that big time exactly of course I, they, they would never of let course that. They would. <clears throat> here's the thing too with mahomes he's still young enough like the reason you can make the miles garrett argument is because miles garrett was better he surpassed khalil mack last year statistically like he was a better player Mahomes, in five years, he probably will still have the best stats in the league. So if a young superstar comes up, let's say Joe Burrows, right? He's the perfect example. His contract's going to be up in five years. If he's playing very well and Cincinnati is like making the playoffs every year, but he's still not playing better than Patrick Mahomes, you know, then he's not going to get that money. He He's going to have to, not only is he going to have to be better than Pat Mahomes today, but he's still going to have to be better than Pat Mahomes in five years. That's why the contract kind of protects itself because we're all assuming Pat Mahomes is going to be a beast for ever. Exactly. I mean, he might. He, you could argue. I mean, he's not even in his prime yet. He's only right. twenty four, twenty five years old. That's what I'm saying. Like, so yeah. I mean, five years from now, we could see the best version of Patrick Mahomes that we might ever see. Ten years from now, we could still see a really good version of him. Exactly. If he could stay healthy. Yeah. Um, yep. So I, I, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Andy, I think it could happen, but it would I think Lamar Jackson would be the only person who could maybe get it at this point because of what he's done to this point. If he continues to ascend And he's so young. Then the Ravens yeah. might give him like a bigger deal. Lamar Jackson is younger than Joe Burrow. Yeah. 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 Which is wild to me. I think the big thing though is with this locked up now, you probably have Andy Reid for the next decade too. Or at least five years. You I know would what say I mean? probably five years. Dude. Well, dude, they want to. If they're if if, dude, if they're they paying start, the shit out of people though. Yeah, right. yeah they are. like I, I have to imagine that that team is going to have to reload at some point. Like, granted, they're basically he, banking on Patrick Mahomes covering up for a lot of. It's what the it's what the, pack, it's what the Packers did with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, <laughs> sure, right. Sure. They let yeah. they let the talent slip through the cracks on the salary cap, knowing that your quarterback is good enough to get you at least eight right. to ten wins every year, no right. matter what. But they they're also have to draft like crazy, they're right? Exactly. Just stockpile draft picks and go off of cheap rookie deals, which is, I mean, I would love that problem. Here's, I would love. I mean, they locked up Chris Jones too, so they're they're trying to anchor the defense. If anything, right. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, you might not be able to sign everyone, but if you can, if you can sign the the important pieces and just fill in around it, you know, this team will be able to compete. This should be the team to beat in the AFC for the foreseeable future. I mean, oh yeah, there's been especially now with Brady away from the Patriots. Right. Yeah. This, I mean, just just with Mahomes, like you said, he he's going to cover up so much. 
And it's a, it's you know, you're not going to win Super Bowls always that way. Like you said, Andy, the Packers have been competitive, but they just got the one Super Bowl with Rodgers. It's it's tough to win win them all like that, but. They still have so this small window this year and next year with this talent on the roster to try and hopefully pull off a we'll be more. seeing Chiefs Ravens every year because they both finish first in their division and then again in the playoffs. Yeah, the Ravens are so, so good too. maybe maybe uh, Jackson and Mahomes could be the new Brady and Manning for the next that'd be awesome seven eight nine ten years that would be really cool. Both of them just gotta stay healthy. Mahomes is already well, had right. his injury issues, right. and Mar Jackson plays like he's gonna have injury <laughs> right. issues. Right, right, right. The thing with Mahomes' contract, too, real quick, is so he has like I think it's like I want to say it's like year six or seven of the contract. He has the potential to make like seventy million dollars in, in a single year. Like that. Yeah, like it's one single massive year. But he's so young that if like okay, quarterbacks are playing like good like to forty even. So yeah. his contract gets him to thirty six. There's no reason why he might not do a free a team friendly restructure of the deal once he hits like thirty or something like that to guarantee him to play till forty. Like, there's a lot of things they could do in the NFL that the Chiefs can do specifically to make sure that they still have money to pay other players. And Mahomes sure. seems like the type of guy who'd be willing to make sacrifices like that. So I just think it's crazy that he's so young and he's so good. And he's so paid now. It's ridiculous. I, I, I think it was huge that they won the Super Bowl last year because that kind of locked in his loyalty to the to the city, to the town of Kansas City and just to the organization because, yeah. you know, they won that Super Bowl. They want to try and prove they're the best. This is a situation to where maybe if they don't get to the Super Bowl, they keep losing the playoffs. He doesn't want to lock himself down long term. And it's solidified right? Andy Reid being there too. Definitely. Yeah. That's what I mean. And Andy Reid being yeah. there is the biggest piece for Mahomes. Definitely. But I think when you look at the contract, I think he was also so willing to do it because he's going to bank so much off endorsements now, too. Like, I don't even yeah. think he's gotten his big Adidas contract yet. He, I know he's signed with them, but the yeah, way it's the, ex, the exposure that he's giving them and just the stardom that he's risen to, there's no way he's not going to break the bank with them. So, I mean, he's on top of the world right now. Definitely. He is it's like sad. the premier athlete. Or not the LeBron's still the premier athlete, I guess. And you he's say. such a, a likable right. guy. Like he's such he's, a likable. He's the dude face of the NFL now, and rightfully so. Yeah, and it happened in three or four years. So, so yeah. crazy. Hey, it the Bears crazy. saved themselves five hundred million dollars. Okay, <laughs> gonna be able to fill that cap space with a lot you know of what? good defensive players. The Bears would have let him average twelve points a game. I don't even fault them for not taking him because he wasn't rated by anyone as the the first best quarterback. The the whole Deshaun Watson thing is just so mind boggling to me yeah. that, that they let him walk. I personally wanted them to take Mahomes because I, I didn't think he'd be this good. I don't think anyone did, but I just I don't know. I always really liked him. I remember so seeing that him hurts on... a little bit more because I wanted them to take him, but I don't necessarily fault them for not taking him at two. Yeah, I remember watching Mahomes on Gruden's QB camp and just he was highlighting all these crazy throws he was making, just like, How do you make that throw? And he's just like oh, I'll just I just throw it, you know? And it's Kermit like, the frog. Yeah, please. it's like, damn it. That's the kind of guy you want a quarterback where it's like he he's not thinking about how he's making these throws, he's just doing it. And it's just comes second, you know, and second he's an athletic freak. Yeah. 
I think a lot of people just kind of assumed that he was going to be another Big 12 quarterback to come out He'd that be the was next in a running yes. right. Yeah, like a running gun offense to where his stats are through the roof and but obviously he's unique in that way that he kind of so, broke the mold for the Big 12. So to to kind of sidetrack everything that teams look for in a quarterback Mitch Trubisky supposedly had. He was humble. He was self-deprecating, but also confident in himself. He just didn't win. And I feel like there's this this criteria that the NFL is looking for, and that's not necessarily an accurate description of what quarterbacks will turn into. Well, I think think people try to minimize their risk. Okay. Rather than shoot for... And especially that high in the draft, you don't want to take a gamble on something. You you try and minimize the risk so you get more of a sure thing, at mm-hmm. least in your prototypical box. Like, you probably have a bunch of criteria, and then you look at the guys that check the most boxes and then go from there. I think that's what it's more about. I mean, Mahomes, people might have viewed Mahomes as being like, okay, he's got a better arm than Trubisky. But, you know, he was in this system, and, you know, that's all he did was throw. Trubisky ran a better pro-style offense, yeah. or so on and well, so forth. And let's, but. Let's, let's be real. If the Bears, and this is taking zero away from Patrick Mahomes, but if the Bears drafted him, is he the quarterback he is now? I mean, he, he has Travis Kelsey, he has Tyreek Hill, he had Kareem Hunt, Every- he has Andy Reid. I've stood by oh, that argument for a long time where there were so many quarterbacks that just fell through the cracks because because of the system that they were drafted into. I think I still think Brady Quinn was one of the most pro ready quarterbacks I've seen in a long time. He gets drafted to Cleveland and just gets buried because his yeah. team is so shit and his head yeah. coach and everything around him was just bad. Yeah. And, and I mean, I could be wrong there, but I think there's a lot of situations where guys are super talented and then they go just to the wrong place. And it yeah. just, I mean, Mahomes, Mahomes went to Kansas City and I mean, he was talented, no doubt. But I mean, Alex Smith could have very easily stayed there and they could have made like if it was a quote unquote poor organization they could have been like you know what alex smith is still winning us nine to ten games and yeah we're gonna continue on with him he might not be good enough to win a super bowl but he's a for sure thing and then yeah. they let mahomes sit and sit and sit and then you he never sees the light of day i mean it's just organi- organizations are so different and yeah that's true it really it's depends on what's around you yeah exactly right yeah, I think Smith had like over four thousand. I think he had almost forty two hundred passing yards and like thirty touchdowns the year they let him walk. Statistically, he's he's been an awesome quarterback his entire right? career, and mm-hmm. he just he was never really enough to put any team over the edge. And I don't know. I think well, Andy Reid knew though because the Chiefs traded up to get the pick mm-hmm. to take Mahomes. So yeah, when you when you look at it, it's like all these other teams miss for sure, but it wasn't just like you know. The Chiefs made their move. They knew what they were getting, and they saw this. So you got to yeah. give them a lot of props, like you said, Andy, like as an organization to come together like that. It's it's like what the Bears did, except the Bears missed. Right, right. They thought <laughs> they thought that's what they were getting, and they uh, and they did. Brad Biggs had the best tweet I've ever seen in my life to perfectly describe what happens with the Bears, and he said there were two right answers in that draft, and the Bears took Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> 
multiple choice, fail. <laughs> fail. Other. And there were yeah. two yeah. out of three <laughs> correct answers. Yeah. Right? Who's going to be a generational quarterback? Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, other. It's like everything, Jimmy, everything you named was personality traits, and I just think Trubisky was coached up properly by, like, accountants. They're like, this is how you want to make money? All right, this is what you need to say. I agree. He is a smart guy in the fact that he nailed his interviews and got himself paid. Right, but he didn't nail it on his own. He was coached up. I don't (laughs) think there's any question that Mitch is, like, a good guy. You know, we saw him last couple weeks ago volunteering at that thing that you brought up, Jimmy, that Sam Acho. Yeah, um, they, put together. They a I wouldn't even want his help. Yeah, and they're turning into a... So, yeah, so it's like Trubisky is a good guy, but there's a difference between being a good guy and a good football player. They, right. They're they not mutually exclusive, and sometimes they do go together. A lot of times you have asshats that are good football players. But, right. um, yeah, you should be drafting more so on things like arm strength and... Um, production on the field in college rather than years? potential. Did you get beat out your junior year by a schlub? Did right. you... Right. Yeah. Anything else? The little things. <laughs> the little things. While we're talking about football, the Madden ratings were slowly released this past week. and Dudes now are they're, not happy. They're fully released and team ratings are fully released, so I just figured we'd touch on some of... I learned my lesson last year at, at going too strongly against the Madden ratings, okay? <laughs> I won't be making any songs this year. But, <laughs> yeah, but we got to post that. <laughs> one of my main argument. This never even. I won't. Even, I'm not going to say it on here. <clears throat> That's say just going to stick between the text thread. I don't need anyone to know. <laughs> I don't need anyone to know how heavily I was arguing against Mitch's rating compared to Lamar Jackson, who ended up being the MVP, is now on the cover of the game. <laughs> no one needs to know that. <laughs> one year removed. <laughs> so that was a cold take. Okay, I'll take it on the chin. We all have. All right, them. it happens. All right, we had one, two, three, four, five, ninety-nine overalls this year with Mahomes leading the way. Aaron Donald, Stephon Gilmore, Chris McCaffrey, and Michael Thomas. What did you guys think of the ninety-nine club? Aaron Donald for was, sure. Yeah. Mahomes for sure. I think McCaffrey is probably. I was where, okay with that. Yeah, I was, I was okay surprised with about he, Stephon Gilmore's in ninety-nine. He, that defense was so good last year, though, and he was like the main. I was reason. okay with that too. I okay. I know Michael Thomas set records last year, but I just don't even think he's the best receiver in the NFL. I think he's a he's great receiver, one of the best product of the system. As much not a product of the system, but benefits from the system more than maybe some other people. Who okay. would you give the? Would you give any wide receivers a ninety nine? Start there. Julio Jones, in my opinion. I mean, I think he's the best, but I wouldn't but give him a 99. But not a 99. So, therefore, if he can't get a 99, I don't know if any wide receivers should have a 99. I think, I, I think when perfectly healthy, Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in the league. Right. But he yeah. has proven year after year after year that he can't even stay on the field. So, how can you give yeah. him right, right. that type so of So, that's riding? what I'm saying. I don't – I mean, maybe that's a – it's not a, the correct thought process I'm having, but I don't – I don't think Michael Thomas should have been a 99, personally. I'm not upset I would, about it. I would put Michael Thomas third, behind Julio and behind and Hopkins. Nuke. Yeah. Yep. I agree so with that. having him 99, I thought, I saw this funny meme that, like, it was like a quote from a Madden ratings adjuster. It's like, yeah, we just gave him a 99 because we didn't want to hear him cry about it. Yeah, so he stopped crying. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that DeAndre Hopkins, with Kyler Murray throwing to him this year, is going to just go off. Speaking of underrated. You think more so than with Watson? 
Well, no, I mean, I think Watson is a better quarterback. I just think that that uh, Arizona has a more complete offense. And I, I think, think their offense is going to be way better than the Texans. Their system Cliff is built Kingsbury for is a setup. better coach yep. or has a better offensive mind than Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Their system is built for a pickup like DeAndre Hopkins. They always yeah. go three wide minimum. You know, they got LD and then uh, the other dude who is pretty decent. I mean, that it, the offense is going to be good. Kyler Murray, speaking of Madden, Madden ratings, was only rated like a 76 or something like that. So he got, I think, oh, wow. in my opinion, jobbed. But Wasn't Mitch a 72? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean Kyler, it's still four worse than Kyler Murray. It's not. I like, know. I'm just saying. That's like, if anything, a, a clap for still. Mitch Trubisky that he's only four worse than Kyler Murray. Yeah, but that's that, bringing that's Kyler I, yeah. Murray way down. I respect the Michael Thomas 99. I think he got, didn't he get it done with multiple? Didn't Drew Brees get hurt or miss four games or something like that? So they had he did play with Bridgewater yeah, come in. And, yeah, he had a he had a career year from Teddy Bridgewater throwing to him. So. That's what I'm saying. He produced with any, with everyone throwing to him, and we'll see if Teddy Bridgewater is a real quarterback or if he's a product of the system. Of yep. the Saints. So, Can you imagine now that DeAndre Hopkins gets to go learn as if he needs to learn anything from Larry Fitzgerald? Dude. Yeah, right. He's so good. That's oh, wild. I called Larry Fitzgerald LD. Larry Fit. That's what I meant. I'm an idiot. Oh, I didn't even I did not know up. who you were yeah. talking about. I thought about. you were talking about <laughs> someone about else who I never heard of. Yeah. I thought I that LD said, for some reason. I thought Larry said Fitzgerald. The other guy, I was like, oh, he's going to say Larry Fitz. So he did. The, the right, other guy's like, no. Larry Fitz I is thought, the guy. like, everyone called Larry Fitz LD, and I didn't know about it. So I didn't want to interject and be like, oh, okay. Pat so, can't handle another man. Larry Fitzgerald does a different thing. I'm treading lightly around here. You take the first initial from his first name and the last initial from his last name. LD, I like it. Larry so from now on, Pat, you're, you're P.Y. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's my boy L.D. in the middle, Ari Fitzgerald. Ari <laughs> <laughs> Fitzgerald. You know. Um, all right, that's pretty okay, good. Okay, okay. <laughs> like that. Oh, Let's God. start calling him Ari Fitzgerald. <laughs> his long-lost nickname. Okay, so... That's all Ari's nickname. It's almost his entire name, but not quite. That's his nickname. <laughs> Uh, okay, here's the top 10 overall players. So we mentioned the 5 the 99 club. Bobby Wagner is a 98 middle linebacker for the Seahawks. DeAndre Hopkins was a 98. George Kittle, top-rated tight end, was a 98. Judge. J.J. Watt, 98. And Zach Martin, guard for the Cowboys, 98 overall as well. So those are the top 10 rated Madden players. Any problems there? J.J. Watt's a little Watt. high for me. Yeah. Still a dominant player, but not you're, so he's a higher rated player than Khalil Mack. They're talk both ninety eight overall. Oh, okay. He's just on the list. But talk about injury prone. Like when is yeah. when is JJ Watt Actually, played a full hold season? Hold on, I think at least three years. Good question. And when has he played? Like and when he misses a season, he Actually, misses. Actually, Khalil Mack's a ninety seven. So yeah, Watt's better than a Khalil Mack in this game. I think you should at least flip those. JJ Watt <laughs> needs to play. He's a beast when he does, but you cannot be a yeah. 98 when you seriously. He's missed like two of the last three full seasons, and when he played, he played less than 10 games, I think. Like, yeah. I mean, he's a beast, there were, but. There were teams, or there were players on other teams in the NFL that were very outspoken about Aaron Rodgers' rating. Okay, being let's talk a, quarterback. You're saying it was too low? Yeah. Rodgers in 89, he's the 1, 2, 3, Seventh, 4, 5, 6. Yeah, 1, 2, three, Yeah, that's pretty bogus. Sixth rated quarterback. Sixth. Who's better than him? Aside so Mahomes in 99, Lamar Russell Wilson's in 97, Lamar Brady. Jackson's in 94, Breeze in 93, and Brady is in 90. 
And then Rodgers, 89. Matt Ryan's an 87. Sean Watson, 86. Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz, 84. Round out the top 10. No way. I would He's su- getting shafted again. Here's the thing. I would support him being better than Brady, but I don't think I can support him being higher rated than the other four. He See, that's that's what I was for his rating. That's what I was gonna say. Is I don't have as much of a problem with like where he's placed in the pecking order as much um, as his actual th- rating. Yeah, I think people yeah. see he the eighty nine. He should 89. be a ninety one or ninety two. I think people see the eighty nine, and that's like kind of a shocking number to be below ninety. And yeah. there were, um, I know, I can't remember who it was. I think it was like dude on the Cardinals or the 49ers. He was the first one to send out the tweet, and then a bunch of players pecked on that and were like, "Yeah, this is extremely disrespectful." Like it if you've ever if you've ever played against him, you know what you're getting into. And but speaking of him, Andy, what's going on with him and Danica? They're donezo. It's over, man. Revenge Easy. tour 2020. What she happened? better stay off the Bears' sideline. She's made her up. choice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Supposedly he's dating Shailene Woodley now. Isn't she like 13? When is it going to just come out that he's dating some dude named Bryce who lives in... My friend My friend Jason has stood by that argument for a long time. Yes, he's, he's hiding he the first, he's gay. He was the first one that sent it to me. He was like, surprise, gay. surprise, surprise. Aaron Rodgers breaks up with another high-list female celebrity, and it doesn't work out for unknown reasons. <laughs> He just—it's a hill that he'll die on for the rest of his life, it's and he's convinced reasons. that he has. Shailene Woodley's twenty-eight. I was way off. I was thinking of. I don't even know who that is. Clearly, me neither. Apparently, Shailene Woodley's from. Uh, she was that teen pregnant show or uh, on uh, what's it teen called? Teen Mom? No, not Teen Mom. It wasn't the it wasn't the reality show. It was like the dramatized version of it. Oh, on ABC Family. Yeah, it was like I'm a whore and got pregnant. Like, learn from me. Something like that. That was probably like the I've premise of the show. Heard of I think never that watched was the it. name of it. Yeah, she's also been in other things. <laughs> that was the name of she it. She was in Pretty Little Liar, or no? I, I'm Big Little Lies mm. on HBO. That was pretty good. Okay, Shailene let's move. Wood- let's move before we talk more about Shailene Woodley. Well, at least she's more feminine than Danica Fitz or whatever. Danica. Danica Fitzpatrick. <laughs> then Annika Patrick. <laughs> It's still Patrick. <laughs> yeah, right? Still. All right. Top running backs. McCaffrey, we mentioned, was a 99. Derrick Henry comes in next at a 93. Nick Chubb, number three, at 92. Zeke, 92. Saquon, 91. Delvin Cook, 91. Aaron Jones, 90. Joe Mix, 89. Josh Jacobs and Alvin Kamara, 88. Ooh, Alvin Kamara in 88? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No way. He didn't do shit last year. He's still, still <laughs> there's still no not doing 88. shit last year was doing better than a lot of the running backs. Man, not better than a lot of them, but that's a pretty big so drop off from ninety nine to ninety two. One no... interesting note here is that originally when the when the rankings before the official Madden rankings came out, someone leaked it and Saquon was an eighty nine and people like Giants fans went nuts complaining about it, and then when the official ones came out he was a ninety one. So, yeah, I think it deserves to be. I think so way. too, but just kind of shows that the masses can make people buckle in this case. I don't know. Gents, if... we're like six, what, six, seven weeks away from the drafts? Yeah. July 28th. You know, provided um, we have a season tra- of training course. camp starting July 28th. Breaking news as of like last night or this morning. Rookies report. Hell yes. The Tuesday. 21st, yeah. I don't know if. Football's Nick, coming. Is Nick Chubb too high on that list? 
Yes. I know he was a, I thought he, he had, had a really good, good year, year last year. I think I'm pissed because now I can't get him later in rounds like I did last year in fantasy. I mean, he was going to be higher up on people's lists, but Madden definitely inflating his fantasy draft status this year. So I just don't think he should are, be that Are you up. all comfortably taking Christian McCaffrey as your first running back in a draft? Yes. You have to. Me too. 100%. Based on the last two years and uh, just new offense coming in, like Teddy Bridgewater being the quarterback, I think they're going to be more reliant on McCaffrey. And you would take Derrick Henry second? No. I don't know about that. Like I, don't think, I don't think I am either. I think you have to go Saquon or even Kamara, personally. I would go Saquon like, or Zeke. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would probably go Saquon slash Kamara then. I'd probably go, then Derek I'd probably go McCaffrey – uh, Saquon, Zeke, and then probably Henry, maybe even Delvin Cook, though. If he's healthy, he was really good last year. So If he's healthy. Aaron yes. Jones getting no love up there, Andy. He's a 90. Right. No, no, I'm saying draft-wise. Oh. So where are you comfortable taking Derrick Henry in a 10-team draft? First round? Yeah. Yeah. I'd take him first round. Maybe, maybe. Six. Where at? Six, seven. I would take him 10 if I had the turn, just to say yes. <laughs> I, that, that's how I feel. I think I'd take him on the turn. Because at 6 or 7... Team. I don't know if I'd take him in the first. Man, at 6 or 7, you're still going to have... He's a beast, but I just feel like the Titans were kind of... Oh, that's tough. They could be a flash in the pen situation. They lost a great O-lineman, so that's for starters. Well, they got rid but of their shitty offensive Tannehill, coordinator so. to the Packers, so... <laughs> You sound thrilled about that. <laughs> he fucking sucks. Hey, remember when, uh, you know, I don't know why I'm trying to boost you up right now, but I, I will. When they signed LaFleur, he was kind of considered a shitty coordinator from the Titans, right? Big time. I think he's still a shitty coordinator. <laughs> Andy, I will say, for a guy whose team has dominated the NFC North for the past 20 years, you are a big of a, a Packer critic as I ever met. You are no homer. You're no meatball. Well, it's because he doesn't live be, in Wisconsin, so he can't be a I have to be a realist. <laughs> well, you're very good realist, and we appreciate it being well, struggling the fact Bears that fans. You, you can't compare the Packers to just the NFC North. Like, the Bears have to compare the NFC North because we suck. He has to compare them to the actual rest of the league because he knows they're going to get there. Fair. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> right? And he's worried about the Niners that's and the Saints and the good teams. He's not worried about Kirk Cousins. Right? He's not worried if he's going to be able to handle the Lions in week five like we are. While we're talking NFC North then, (laughs) let's start looking at team ratings. Bears and Packers, both an 81 overall, tops of the division. The Vikings are an 80, and I think the uh, the Lions were like a 76. 75. 75. Team ratings are are pretty low, though. Yeah, the the highest overall, what did I say, was an 83? 89? No, it was was 85. 85, maybe, and then the lowest was like a 74 or 73. So they didn't differentiate that much. Jacksonville Jaguars. I think so. Yeah, man, all right. Let me pull up the team ratings. But they were. I have a huge problem with the team ratings. In general, being too low and the Chiefs were where, eighty-two. The Bears and Packers are an eighty-one. So what the hell kind of sense does that make? The the Bears are one point behind the Super Bowl champion Chiefs. It doesn't that make any sense. Even wild. for us to be tied with the Packers doesn't make sense. In my I mean, opinion, our, they must think our D is going to be that legit this year because it's not coming from the other side of the ball. I know our D is going to be legit. But Allen Robinson had a pretty good rating should, this year, and deservedly so. Yeah. That dude needs to be re-signed. 
three months ago. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, it, does so he want to resign with quarterback here's, situation? Here's the team ratings. He wants to. The, the Saints are the best team overall, 85 overall. They have an 88 offense and 83 defense. The Niners are in at number two and 84 overall, 85 offense, 84 defense. The Ravens are an 84 overall, 85 offense, 84 defense. The Bucks are an 83 overall, 84, 83. And then the Cowboys round out the top five at 83 overall. That's so I don't know how I don't know how the Bucks. I mean, in real life and in Madden, I don't understand how they go from a completely mediocre team to a top, but, what is that, three-rated right? team? The from, Cowboys, Bucks, From a and wash Eagles. quarterback and an injury-ridden tight end that hasn't seen the field in a year and a half. The Cowboys, Bucks, and Eagles are rated better than the Chiefs. They're really What's the over-under on Tampa Bay this year? What's the over-under on Tampa Bay? Anyone know? I don't, but Brady, I, can, I bet know. it's 10.5. Yeah, definitely. Let's, let's pound the under. Seriously. I have a hot take, dude. Hot take bet that oh. the fucking Patriots are going to be better than the Bucks. Boom. I don't I don't think that's I agree so far Dan, outside the that, realm yeah. of possibility. Everyone, I like that a lot. Everyone shits on me when I say that. I'm like, dude, I think I think the Patriots are going to be better than the Bucks. Here's the thing, too, for the Madden rating for the Bucks. Gronk is a 95 overall tight end. Right. No way. I heard them call that. Someone called in and bitched up on the radio about that because Zach Ertz was like an 89. And he's one year removed from having 135 catches or something like that. And then Gronk comes out of retirement and is a 95. No Just way. bitch slapping Dude, Gronk everybody. better be putting on muscle like he had two right. years ago because he, he looks skinny, skinny last time dude. we saw him. He's going to get so hurt, the, bro. The Dolphins are the, are the lowest rated team with a 76 overall. And then the the Washington oh, God, the that. Washington no names, the Lions and the are seventy seven, and then the Panthers are seventy eight. Those are the lowest four rated teams. I think the Lions. So are even so, seventy eight team this year. You would never really consider seventy six to be the worst Madden team. I feel like in the past there was teams that were like in the sixties that blew dick. Andy, like- you were close. Tampa Bay from at least this is from May seventh, so I don't remember who was signed or whatnot. Tampa Bay was at nine and a half. I'll pound the under on that too. I mean, they do have Bruce Arians. They do have a really good receiving core. They added Gronk into the mix. Their defense was not great, but I would say middle of the pack. I mean, yeah, the, the biggest the thing the is they're they're in a tough division. That's where I think. I was going to say they'll probably lose to. New Orleans on the road. But didn't they beat New Orleans at least once last year? Like, I, it's not like... Division games are usually always competitive. I would say those they are... Had 50, that, like, they had that overtime, like, 55 to 54, 53 games. But I would say, like, in every division, it's year. usually pretty competitive in a division game. So, like, I know in the like the NFC South, I feel like they always beat up on each other. Like, the Falcons yeah. aren't always great, but they usually beat up on the Saints and let the me, let Panthers me check out their schedule once too. a year. Yeah, that was like two or three years ago where I think the Saints made it in as division leaders at like nine and seven or something. Right. And it's because and, they all just beat the shit out of each other. And before these last couple of years where the Saints won the division, there had been a different division winner in that division yeah. for like six or seven straight years. So um it's a I tough mean division. It's it's it'll be interesting now that we've got that's like a powerhouse QB division with Breeze, Brady, and uh, Matt Ryan. Even Bridgewater. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Jameis is a backup. I forgot. Carolina twice. 
it's their division. Atlanta race. twice. They play the Packers this year. They play Kansas City this year. They play Bears. the Bears this year. They play Minnesota this year. So, so they play our division, the Lions then? Yeah. I'm just saying, and obviously I'm a Tom Brady Nine critic. Ten wins is a lot for them. I'm a Tom Brady critic, obviously, but I think why the Buccaneers' offense was so good is because James Winston has a much better arm than Brady has now. And without the ability to stretch the field to Godwin and especially to Evans, I don't know. I mean, I'll have to see it to believe it because I don't think Brady has put together good quarterback seasons the last three These years. These are definitely the best England. weapons he's probably collectively he'll have ever had maybe I mean, in his I career. I agree with that, but does he have Trump, the arm to even maybe get Maybe not it the to Moss them? team, but I, I mean, was just going to say. But does, does he have the arm to get it to them? And what is their running game about? Because he relied heavily on the run game for maybe even the last five years. They've been one of the most run-heavy offenses. I know their offensive line is good, not great. Who's their halfback even right now? Peyton Barber? Peyton Barber. I don't know, Ronald man. Jones. I'm I'm skeptical when I look at that team and think Tom Brady's going to flourish like he's 30 again when he's 40. In actuality, I agree with you. And his That's arm strength I... is deteriorated for sure, just based on age. Maybe it's not the de- Peyton Manning deterioration, but there's no way it's stronger now than it was two years ago. So I don't know. I'm a critic, obviously, but I just see, see these things, and I think Tom Brady's not going to have anything to lean on in – Let's see if everyone can lean on him, because that's what it is now. See, but but that's where I kind of disagree, because it's like he does have things to lean on. He has Mike Evans and Marcus. He's never draft that guy ever again. Gronk, although be it off. All that starts with him. He can't start on a solid run game with a great defense in time of possession. True, but like I said, for all we know, they weren't throwing as much in New England the past couple years because they had. Not a lot of weapons. I mean, last yeah. year he probably had the least amount of weapons that he's ever had. And he didn't have a great year, but it was still good enough to make the playoffs and win a division and, and you know, be a winning football team. So um, I do think that he benefited from a much better defense last year than he'll have with the Bucks. But like I said, it's not like he's going to play for some slouch, though, either. I mean, Bruce Arians is one of the best yeah. offensive minds in the league and probably one of the better coaches in the league. Um, so it's, I, I think that'll be the key is how those two mesh together. Cause the, the Brady Belichick connection is, that's what we're going to find out this year is who was the driving force in all those wins. I love so. the drama. Right, so somebody write this down. I think we should each pick a team that we want to, whatever way we want to go over or under and do a pod bet for the season. I was thinking about bringing up a pod bet for the Cubs and Sox since we're split two and two. Maybe do a little frosted tips bet. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Do baseball. <laughs> but what is it like? There's They're, they play each other like, four times. You there's know. like six or seven. There's like six or seven. Uh, six or seven win differential between like the top team and the bottom team. Well, the, I think the Cubs and Sox are within a game. Like the ones projected. I, I like I think they might be the and same. Half and one thirty-one. Yeah, and I half. think they're like within a game of each other, so they're yeah. right around the same. The shortened schedule is just a straight sprint. I love it. Yep, it's gonna be exciting. Yep, yep, so okay, we'll spitball. It doesn't have to be a frosted tip. It's just one of the suggestions that's thrown out there. But we can try and think of something maybe a little less committed. Okay, oh, I I'm for it if you guys are for it, but it does look like you guys are for it. So we'll think of something else. But we'll do a little bet on baseball season. <laughs> 
I'm down for both bets, and if we're taking NFL teams, I'm taking the Patriots. I'm buying a Cam Newton jersey. I'm going to fucking do all of it. Their over-under is nine, so what are you betting? The over? Is that before or after? That was that was the that was as of uh, hold on, let me find. I think July second. Rivers doesn't have any futures out there, guys. No. I also wanted. I was thinking about. I want to do a like a Survivor pool. We get some listeners and friends together. I love that. I love Survivor. Dude, I pools. love. Survivor yeah, pools. we'll do a Survivor thing. We'll like. Wait, are you know. talking about the one where you just pick one team? One team to each, win week. each week. Yep. Yeah. We should have only use them once. We should have yep. old sport host that. Yep. Yeah, we'll definitely do it Ooh, like in conjunction with yeah. old sport. Try and get we some, get you know, a shitload of people in. The, is that what legal is now the, too? What is, is the charity legal? donation that we're gonna? Yeah, yeah. Slight, charity donation. Slight percentages siphoned off to get us all um, Xboxes on the charity. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, please edit that out of this so we can actually do that. <laughs> the charity donation will go to the Midwestern podcast. Bros of America. Corporations, Corporations. LLC, LLC, Enterprise. Another yeah, exactly. Seinfeld reference is when George <laughs> writes the check to the human fund. Yeah. Fake-ass charity. Because <laughs> he wanted to look charitable. Uh, uh, we'll, that, we'll figure out Kroger? the details. We'll, we'll tighten that out. Kruger. George does that. But he gives it to Kruger? Yeah, to Krieger. Yeah. Krieger, yeah, yeah. Kruger. All right, All right real Kruger. quick before we wrap it up. Jimmy sent us a photo late last night that's been circulating... On the interwebs, and Zach Efron has a new travel type show that, which is supposed to be supposed awesome. to be good. That's released on Netflix. It's eight episodes. He just travels to kind of desirable vacation places, or kind of lesser known though. I think he's kind of like winging it, like backpacking and stuff. But uh, the the picture is a side by side of him when he was in Baywatch when he's shredded beyond all means and a picture of him in this show where he's not quite as shredded and has some chest hair and people are referring to him as having a dad bod yeah he's and, still ripped and i just wanted to he he just looks like a box now it just looks like he ate okay. more protein and someone someone i saw a couple of tweets it was like okay so he drank some water and yep. like yeah, grew exactly. some chest hair right and then I saw one girl, I think she put it best, because we need to pump the brakes on this. We can't have Zac Efron here ruining dad bods for the rest of his normal humans. <laughs> Someone, she said, that's not a dad bod, that's daddy. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, yeah, I mean, he still looks like most men would aspire to look. Um, but right. like you said, Jim, I've heard the show is actually really good. I think I'm going to check it out. It's just him traveling to places and the, eating uh... stuff. I was reading the comments yesterday on that Twitter post, and they were hysterical. One one guy just said point blank, "If that's a dad bod, then I'm a fat piece of shit." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, straight up. That is the, a dad bod is not. He's still jacked. It's like that right. girl said. Still he just jacked. started. He started drinking water again, which gets rid of the and, abs, and, and he started carb. eating exactly carbs again. It looks it like he did three out. sets of three instead of three sets of fifteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. He could still three sets of three heavy. He yeah. could still beat up most people's dads. Yeah. If you know If it comes down to it. Comes down to it. He's gonna whoop some yeah, bad ass. He's probably like four percent body fat compared to three when he was right. doing Bay Baywatch. It's all water weight. Yeah, people crack me up. The internet specifically just But for like you said, Jimmy, the comments on those types of threads are just hysterical. Okay. You can go through them for like an hour. They just get better and better. Um 
God, I love Twitter. Like that tweet I sent you guys earlier, it was like Tim Tebow's trending, so I'm <laughs> legally obligated to send this tweet out. And it's just Tim Tebow throwing the worst football you've ever seen in your life. It's like an end over end, no receiver in sight. <laughs> it's insane. It's so awesome. Thank you, Internet, for that. All right, we'll wrap it up. Thanks oh, for listening, guys. Appreciate it. If you don't already, follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Bros Let's Talk. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and where most podcasts are found. Our podcast is homed at anchor.fm slash bros let's talk. And you can find it on our website too, bros talk.com. For Jimmy, Sean, and Andy, this is Pat. Later, dudes. Have a good Sunday. Peace. Bye, y'all. Later. All right. Later on the men, Jimmy. Goodbyes! <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>